So Merry Christmas. I've already tipped my hand a little bit, but this morning we gather again as God's people to celebrate. Uh, for many of you who know, but for some of you who may not, that the Christmas or the, the Christian calendar, Christmas is actually 12 days. It's where we get the 12 days of Christmas. But so there's actually two Sundays of celebrating Christmas as the church, where we celebrate the reality that God took on flesh and then he came and he lived among us and taught us how to live. So we're here and we get to celebrate again. I praise God for that. But we also get to praise God because uh, he didn't just wait in heaven for us. And we talked some about this last week, about how we serve an amazing God who is faithful and who comes seeking us. Uh, Jesus told, parable, told a parable about a, a shepherd who went looking for that one sheep, uh, who left the 99 to go looking for them, and how we have a shepherd who comes looking for us. God didn't just wait in heaven for us to figure it out or figure out how to earn our way back to him. He came and he got us. He came and he rescued us. Well, the last few weeks uh, we've been listening to and and working through Isaiah. And I've been listening and and realizing again the prophecies that Isaiah spoke. The prophecies he spoke of God's redemption and of God's Messiah who would come. And the ways that these prophecies speak hope uh, to me and I think to many of us. How God um, gives us this double portion in these prophecies from Isaiah. And what I mean by double portion first is that the things that he speaks of how amazing they are, of God's peace, of all the world beating their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks, all the world gathered around them, all of creation, no longer will lions eat lambs, but rather they would lie together in peace. This fullness of God's creation, of his shalom. So not only is there hope in the vision that he gives us, but also there's confirmation, there's hope in the ways that he is confirming it. And the fact that his son has come, that God has come in the flesh, that God came and lived among us. And all these prophecies that Isaiah spoke of, we see them beginning to be fulfilled in Jesus. Many of them fulfilled already in his life and his ministry, and many of them are some of them waiting to be fulfilled as he comes again. And so we have this double portion, and I realize as I read through Isaiah, the ways that the prophecies are fulfilled, like Isaiah spoke of a return from exile, and we see the ways it was fulfilled. But then we see another way in Christ as he is, as he is born and, and comes and lives among us. We see this, this new level of return from exile, this new level of salvation. And for me, it speaks or it points forward to Christ coming again and the hope that we have in that, in his return. Many of you have been, uh, hopefully these last few weeks that we've been working through Isaiah have been speaking hope to you despite the things that are going on in our world, despite the things that are going on in your lives. In the last few weeks, I know some of you have been in hospital. Even today, we're talking about, about the Rolex and the, the difficult road that they are facing, the things that Tracy and I have been going through. That even despite these things, despite the things we're hearing in the rest of the world, the things that are happening in Canada or in the Middle East, that the words that we're hearing from Isaiah remind us of our hope. They remind us that, that God is with us and that God is at work in this world. And it speaks hope. Well, this morning we um, are coming to Scripture again and uh, opening our Bibles, if you would, to Isaiah 60. And I have to say, uh, originally I was planning on preaching from Mark this morning, uh, beginning a series on Mark's Gospel, but I felt called to stay with or to stick with Isaiah. And this is Isaiah 60. It's in your bulletins if you want, um, or if you want to open your Bibles to uh, verse 60. We're going to start at verse 1. Listen to what Isaiah speaks. 
He says, Arise, shine, for your light has come. The glory of the Lord rises upon you. See, darkness covers the earth, and a thick darkness is over the peoples. But the Lord rises upon you, and his glory appears over you. Nations will come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your dawn. Lift up your eyes and look about you. All assemble and come to you. Your sons come from afar, and your daughters are carried on the arm. Then you will look and be radiant. Your heart will throb and swell with joy. The wealth of the seas will be brought to you. To you, the riches of the nations will come. Herds of camels will cover your land, young camels of Midian, of Midian and Ephah. And, from, and all from Sheba will come, bearing gold and incense and proclaiming the praise of the Lord. Let us pray together that we would hear again the word of God. Holy Spirit, we pray for your help and for your presence again this morning. Lord, reveal your word to us. Lord, as we begin speaking of your word, as we recall it, as we read over it in the next week, Lord, shape us by your word. We pray this in your mighty name, Lord Jesus. Amen. Can you guys hear me okay? Because I feel like I'm leaning over and I don't want to lean. Uh, So as we've been reading this, I've been listening to Isaiah and realizing that the way that the Lord fulfills his prophecies to us, the way, there's this end, there's sense of fulfillment in this text, that Jesus has come and he started to fill out some of these words, but also this further um, call to keep following this further response to what God has done. So let's begin with the fulfillment part, the ways that, that we see fulfillment here. And I, I, like I mentioned already, I was planning on speaking from Mark, and then a, at the beginning of our week, I was thinking, God, oh, kind of feeling to stay with Isaiah and Lord where where would you like me to stay and, and being drawn to Isaiah 60 and then as I am memorizing Matthew chapter 2 in preparation for the Christmas Eve service I'm starting to see all these connections so uh, Isaiah speaks of the nations coming to the Lord and kings coming to him and as I'm reading this and studying this I'm also memorizing Matthew 2 where it talks about the magi coming from the east it says the, the nations will be drawn to your light, and I'm thinking of the Magi being drawn by the light of a star to the Lord. And how God is fulfilling this and filling this out in Jesus' life. But not only that, but it talks about how all these nations will be coming to the Lord, and they will begin bringing their riches, the riches of the sea. And it talks about uh, the, the land will be covered with, with camels. And the time camels were like, the, they were the transport, they were the trucking industry of the time, and they were used to bring goods and things, and he say all the place will be covered with them. But the nations will bring so much wealth to the Lord. And it talks about it. it. Talks about that they will bring things of gold, and in Hebrew, actually, it's frankincense, gold and frankincense. As I am reading Matthew two about magi, who behold the child and they they fall and they worship him, and then they open their treasures, and they present him gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. And I'm realizing, Lord, thank you for. <laughs> what you're doing. I see what you're, the connections you're making here. And I see fulfillment in these words of Isaiah. But it even goes beyond that. Because it talks about the people's coming to the Lord. And, and I realize that how God has been achieving this, how God has been working this out over 2,000 years, billions of people coming to him, gathering around Jesus. And it was this last week, I was actually I was reading a story. Uh, it was um, uh, actually Carl Herbold sent it it was on his Facebook talking about the other side of the refugee situation in Europe 
Many of us have heard of the situation happening in Germany or in many of the European states where they've just had this, just been overwhelmed with refugees from, from the Middle East particularly. And so he tells a story about Trinity Church in, in Berlin and Pastor Martin there. He's saying that in 2008, they had two men who were refugees from Iran uh, came to the church. And then he said, slowly over time, by word of mouth, they started inviting more and more of their friends, more and more of their family. And he said, now they have, and I, I don't know how big the church was in Berlin anyways, but I mean, I have this image of that many churches in, in especially Germany and Europe are on the decline. And so he says, now they have 500 refugees in their church. I don't know if that's like a fraction or if that's like tripled or quadrupled the size of their church. And he said, of them, 350 of them have been baptized. And he's talking about the opportunity they have because they said that, like in their home countries, they they weren't able to hear the gospel like this. And if they did hear the gospel, they weren't able to respond like they are now. And I see this amazing thing, this amazing opportunity, this amazing thing that God is doing, and how many times in history God has spread his word through mass migration. How God has, for example, even the church, persecution of the church and how it dispersed Christians throughout the Mediterranean world and the gospel began to spread. And now it's as if God is bringing the nations to him. There's people coming and I see amazing opportunity. I can't help but pray and wonder, Lord, what are you up to here? So there's this element of fulfillment as we hear these words and we see how God is fulfilling them uh, in Jesus' birth and his life and the church since. But then there's this part that, that calls us further to respond. And, and he says in the beginning, in, in verse 1, it says, Arise and shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. And in, in Isaiah's prophecies, oftentimes light is connected with the Lord. And he's, that the Lord has come. There's this call for us, especially today, two days after Christmas, for us to rise and shine because our light has come. Our Lord has come. I didn't remember sending any slides. <laughs> but our Lord has come. And then he says, uh, uh, See, a darkness covers the earth and a thick darkness over the peoples. This darkness in Hebrew is, is Hosheth. This is the same darkness that covered Egypt when they refused to listen to the Lord. And there's a sense as you read through Scripture that this darkness has, it's not just like a darkness of night, but it's like the darkness of vision, unable to see, unable to recognize the Lord unable to recognize God's way and the way that he does things and the way that we are called to live to follow him. And I see this in the world around us. You know, people who, for one reason or another, are unable to see Jesus for who he is. They're unable to see the Lord and the Holy Spirit. And so they go through life trying to make the best they can, doing things that they think, like, this is the best decision. And oftentimes, um, it works out the best decision for me. And that's kind of, I think, our default is without something bigger than ourselves, the best decision, how can I do what's best for me? And so I see the darkness in the world around us, people trying to figure out life, trying to figure out how to live without, able to, without being able to see the Lord and who he is. But Isaiah says that the, the glory of the Lord has risen upon us. And the way that he speaks of it, it's like the sun that's rising in the east. The sun is rising on us. As we celebrate Christmas, we realize that the sun has risen on us, that the glory of the Lord has risen on us. And begin to understand or begin to think of 
of what this means and how amazing this is that God has done this. That God came and looked for us. He came searching for us. His light has shone on us. And in in Isaiah, he says, he talks about what it will be like when everyone begins returning to the Lord. And there's this part where he says, then you will look and be radiant, that you will be the ones who shine. And your heart will throb and it will swell with joy. And I think about this morning as we celebrate the good news that Jesus has come, that he came looking for us and our hearts begin to throb and swell with joy. And joy that makes us radiant, that makes us rise and shine, to be a blessing in our community, to encourage others around us that the Lord has come. That not only did he just kind of show up unexpectedly, but was prophesied about hundreds of years before. And then he came and fulfilled those prophecies. And he is coming again. All of this helps us look forward to that, to the hope that we have in our Lord. So this morning, I, as I've been listening to Isaiah, I hear this word for us to rise and to shine. That not only is he fulfilling uh, his prophecies through his son's birth, but also he's uh, furthering our purposes, that we too would rise and shine. While the rest of the world <clears throat> around us, and many of the people in our community are having a, I was thinking of a, like a holiday hangover, where they're trying to recover and sleep, and, and from all the crazy things that have been happening, the parties and the eating and the buying and the getting and And yet we gather here. We gather here underneath the Lord's light. The light comes in through the windows, celebrating that our Lord has come, that Jesus is the greatest gift. Amen.